Parks, Recs, and Culture. We say hello to Amanda North. Good morning, Amanda. Good morning, everybody. Great to have you here. And on the line, joining us from MHBC Planning is Julie Wells. Julie, thank you for taking our call. No problem. Thanks for having me. We are here to talk about the new uh, Parks and Rec Master Plan, Parks, Rec, and Culture Master Plan. Uh, let's say we've been on this for quite some time mm-hmm. sort of talking about it. We haven't really delved into it in a, in a deep way, so we've asked Amanda to join us. Amanda, why does our Parks, Rec, and Culture need a master plan? Well, it was identified in the uh, 2015 community-based strategic plan that um, the town needed a new updated plan. So it's basically just a roadmap um, for the next 10 years. And it's it's basically our framework. It's our it's a prioritization and it's an operational overview of um, each one of our divisions. Um, so it would be, would it be similar to if a business had a business plan? Here's yes. what we do. We may change. We made uh, things where our objectives are always going to be the same, though. That's correct. Yes. Okay. Uh, did we have one before? Is this new? Yes. We, um, the previous plan was a 2008 um, plan, and it was when the department was named the Leisure Services. Okay. So since then, we've become Parks, Recreation, and Culture. So um, it was time for a new plan. So, Amanda, this is quite an extensive plan uh, that has taken a lot of research, a lot of back work, a lot of community involvement as well. And so this specific master plan, what's it entailed? What, what's it a part of? Um, it's basically the vision of the department, um, and it's a tool to assist the decision-making and the development of the um, facilities, programs, and services. So it is our... It's basically our roadmap of where we're going to be now into into the next 10 years. What is the role of MHBC? We've got uh, Julie Welsh on the line. Julie, how, how do you play as a part of this? Yeah, so we were retained uh, by the town of Collingwood, and I believe we started about last August. So it's been, a, it's been a long time coming, and we're really excited to kind of be finally unveiling it with the public tonight. Um, but we became involved along with uh, a couple other firms that were, were leading the project with Raymond Osmond Consulting, uh, TCI Management, and Wilton Consulting Group. But MHBC is the project lead, and, and our background's in uh, urban planning, design, landscape architecture, but we do have a specialization in, in parks and recreation planning as well. So, so we became involved last August, and uh, it's been a, a great process, and we've loved being able to hang out in Collingwood a lot. It's a great excuse to, <laughs> to do that. But, it is uh, a beautiful place to work, isn't it? Is it is a beautiful place, yeah, agreed. <laughs> Amanda, along with uh, MHBC and, and the, the consultants there, you've also consulted the, the general public here in our community. We have. We um, have had, uh, this will be our third public meeting. Um, the consultants have been at many of our, 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 ugh, our events, um, taking public feedback. We've also done a online survey. Um, they've also reviewed many of our documents, um, and they've also done many SWOT analysis with the staff of Parks, Rec, and Culture. You've been at this for, it feels like, over a year. Uh, why does it take so long? Maybe that's a question for you, Julie. What, sure. what is it that you guys have to do to, that takes this long to make a master plan? Yeah, so it's uh, it's an interesting one because we're looking at parks, recreation, and culture. So, so it's kind of a huge undertaking when you're looking at kind of all three of those different landscapes. Um, 
in the beginning, we often start with just kind of working through the town, through all of the different documents and, and things that they've already undertaken, because we want to make sure that we're not duplicating anything that's already happened, such as the Waterfront Master Plan, which, which also undertook a lot of great consultation and got a lot of community feedback. So we often just want to, to put ourselves in a position where we kind of know everything that's, that's already happened. And then we kicked off the stakeholder consultation pretty early, I believe in last September, and we had our first big working session with the public in October or November. And it was a great opportunity just to get to get feedback on, you know, what do you love about living in Collingwood? What would you love to see over the next 10 years? And, and how can we help the PRC department kind of get there? So the stakeholder consultation does take a big amount of time because we often have the online survey open for a month or two. Um, we are really pleased with the with the feedback we got through the survey. We had just under 600 online responses, but we did give the opportunity for folks to, to respond on behalf of their whole household if, if they wanted to. And with those numbers, we were closer to 1,400. Wow. So it's been really incredible response from the from the community and and not just Collingwood residents, but but folks that that use recreation services in Collingwood that live in the outer rural areas. And when you think of the recreational services and and the culture and the parks, uh, there's so many different festivals and events that happen in this area. So you must have had to take that into consideration as well. Yeah, and it was great to to do it over the course of the year because we kind of got to see the full gamut of of everything that the PRC does within a year. So we were a little. We were at frozen in time. We froze our butts off at a on a nicey slide, which was very fun. Um, we were at the Family Day Sam Jam. We were at the, um, uh, an arts and culture symposium that the town hosted. So we kind of got to see the department in action and and all the different services that they provide to the community. So um, it does take a long time. And then once we kind of get all that information, we have to work really hard to okay, how do we reflect this in a meaningful document that, that not only the town but the community can really use and, and makes that roadmap for, for not just the PRC department but for all those other organizations that, that help make up the recreation and cultural landscape as well. You talked about the uh, online survey that got some input. You talked mm-hmm. about talking to stakeholders. How did you decide who were stakeholders and how many of those were there? We um, got a lot of great information from the town. They had a really thorough list of kind of this organization such as sports teams and uh, theater groups and music groups and, and different groups that they had worked with before. Um, so that was a great starting point. But then having even just the, the online survey in the town promoted, a lot of people just came out of the woodwork. So a lot of folks uh, ended up just kind of reaching out to us, and, and every, every time we had a meeting, it was growing the number of people that were involved. So, so it was kind of a in-and-out kind of process. But I think in terms of numbers... I think our list is over 200 organizations by the end of it, Amanda. I can't remember. It it is extensive. It was extensive, yeah. (laughs) Julie, were there any things that popped out about recreation or about culture that that were surprising? Were there some of the results you went, wow, this is interesting? Absolutely. A big one was the... The, the, the number of people that talked about how much they enjoy events in Collingwood that kind of bridge the gap between both recreation and culture. And I think that has a lot to do with the beautiful natural landscape that you guys have there. And a lot of folks said, you know, we love events that art in the park where, you know, events like that where you can be out in Collingwood's park system but enjoying this really cultural event. Mm. Um, so that was something we heard a lot about. Another thing we heard was, was a desire for, for those more clustered facilities. So, you know, folks that have families where their son's in hockey and their daughter's in swimming and, <laughs> and you know, not wanting to drive across town to, to each facility. So right. there is a, a big uh, 
a big call for kind of that multi-use recreational facility. We like to call it a MRF um, for for folks that, that want to see those kind of facilities where kind of everything's there. And, and folks talked a lot about, you know, similar communities such as Own Sound and with Saga Beach have facilities like this, but they are done through through partnerships with other organizations. So, so that was something we heard loud and clear from folks as well. Amanda, one of the challenges when you open up a discussion with the public about things is sometimes they're going to tell you stuff you don't want to hear. Were there any things that came out that you went, this seems to be a problem we're having that we're going to have to address? Um. Well, I think the um, the multi-use facility was right. one that was definitely um, identified again. Um, but in terms of everything else, I I don't really think there was anything that was surprising for our team right. anyways. Yeah. yeah. So now it's going to be open to the, the public, right? So now the public is going to be able to see sort of the draft of this master plan. Like, what what's next? How are we going to send it out so people can can chime in again? So tonight there is a um, the last public engagement session, and it's um, host, being hosted at the uh, third floor of the library, uh, the community rooms B and C at 6 until 8. Mm-hmm. So we're hoping that all is welcome. Please come by and uh, listen to the presentation from the consultants. Um, also, there will be a question and answer period. Um, and then we're actually going to post the um, draft final report to the website. Um, and we're hoping that from there we can get some traction and some feedback from the public. So we have um, a email address that's going to be associated with comments for that plan, and it's actually prcmasterplan at collingwood.ca. So we'll have that open for three weeks, hoping that um, people can share their feedback, um, ask any questions, or, yeah, just let us know what they think of the plan. Sounds fantastic. Now, Julie, you you and the uh, MHBC have been worked on a number of different uh, plans like this. Would this one be considered a really tough one, really easy one, somewhere in the middle? <laughs> Very enjoyable one. Oh, good. <laughs> um, but it is, I'd say it, it is one of our bigger ones because we're kind of looking at the full gamut of, of everything that mm. is going on in Collingwood. So I'd say it is a larger undertaking than some of the other ones we've done, but it's been a really great one and, and really helped out by the department and the community being so involved. Well, we're going to get a chance to see this draft master plan and set tonight, 6 till 8, the community rooms B and C, third floor Collingwood Public Library. Again, as Amanda said, everyone's welcome to attend. You should come out and check this out. Now, we're calling this a draft. Does that mean, Amanda, we have a chance to make some changes before it gets voted on by council? Yeah, that's correct. Um, if there's anything that uh, we hear from the public that... Um you know, comes back to us and it seems to be an important one, then mm. we can definitely look at going back and and making some small, I think, smaller changes. But um, it looks like uh, we're going to have it adopted by council at the August 15th, or sorry, October 15th meeting. So we do still have some time for revisions. Fantastic. Amanda Norris, thank you so much for joining us here. Thank you for having me. Julie Welsh, thank you for being on the line and joining us here on Talk of the Town. Awesome. Thank you, guys.